So just to just to look like a smarty pants, Please. there there is a there there's a philosopher who was uh, philosophizing around the time absinthe was made illegal in the United States. Oh, fun. Uh, named Josiah Royce, if I'm getting his name right, he he felt as though uh, for a lot of the same reasons you're talking about, he said that loyalty was the prime virtue. Oh, it's the main virtue. But and mm. I was like going, and, and I kind of took sounds exce- like a guy who wants to start a cult. It, it, abs- absolutely, that's that's exactly <laughs> that what I was like. thinking too. Oh, really? a, a cult or 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 like. Uh, a mafia boss. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Drunk Ethics. If you would like to earn behavioral ethics CPE for listening to this podcast, there is now a premium course available for purchase on the Earmark app. Just go to earmarkcpe.com or download the Earmark app from the App Store or from the Google Play Store. And now raise your glass to this episode of Drunk Ethics. Zero shots in. Real integrity is doing the right thing, knowing that nobody is going to know whether you did it or not. A life lived with integrity, even if it lacks the trappings of fame and fortune, is a shining star in whose light others may follow in the years to come. You're you're screwing off so hard right at the beginning. <laughs> this that is just people might cheesy... think that you're drunk. Oh yeah, already. it's just but a very that's okay. cheesy quote. It, it is. They both with, yeah. are. They both are. My They're favorite super... part is even if it lacks the fame and fortune, <laughs> as if well, I have integrity, therefore I should be right. rich. Right? You know why I'm a good person? The dollar bills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to Drunk Ethics. I'm Greg Kite. I'm a licensed CPA in the state of Utah. And I'm Adam Browd. I have a master's in business administration from Brigham Young University. Drunk Ethics is the only certified course where the presenter, me and you, Mm. get more and more drunk while we discuss the intricacies of behavioral ethics. And today's episode is loyalty, stories, Jägermeister, and absinthe. Uh, we are going to take seven shots during the course of this one-hour podcast, and there's no time like the present. What are you going to start off with? I'll start with the absinthe. With the Let's absinthe? Do this. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm so terrified. I, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Here we go. Cheers on this one. Yeah. So, ding. Boop. Oh, it's like, it's like licorice mouthwash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like black licorice. Like the black licorice. Like the worst, like your... The, your worst nightmare of your grandpa's <laughs> mouthwash just came tr- true to you. Like a black li- licorice with a vendetta. Like it's going to try to murder you a little bit. Exactly. It's not, it's not bad, though. Yep. All right. We also have another person in the studio with today. She is a baller. She is a shot caller. She has 20-inch blades on her Impala. Well, at minimum, she's a shot caller. It's it's your daughter, My Greg. daughter. Kylie Kite. Kylie hey, Kite. what's up? When she rings the bell, we have to take another shot. And for today's podcast, if you didn't get it from the title of today's podcast, we are drinking Jägermeister and Absinthe Ordinaire, uh, both of which I am going to say are objectively disgusting. Mm, vile. Uh, and, and funny thing, we, we talked about it real quick. You, you asked if Absinthe is a mice, mild hallucinogen. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Absinthe. And, and that's, what, that's the rumor. I don't think that it necessarily is. But what I do know is that the, wasn't it the 18th Amendment was prohibition? I believe it was the 18th Amendment. I don't know which one was prohibition that it was enacted in 1918. If I've got my history correct, absinthe, however, was made illegal in the United States in 1912 before prohibition because I think people thought it would because apparently it was believed to be a hallucinogen. So I was actually the only other thing I knew about it. Well, I thought for some reason that it was potentially still illegal, which would have been that much more fun. Well, well, other fun fact. So it was, it was a, Illegal in the United States from 1912 until 2007. So it's only oh, been so it has okay 15 years. It's only been back on the market here in the United States for 15, it's been it's been unethical to mm. uh, or at least illegal to have it in the United States. Just illegal laws do not dictate our morality. That is absolutely correct. You so, know what I know about absinthe? What's that? Is that it's not a sponsor? No, it's not a sponsor today. <laughs> Nothing has sponsored us. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Yeah. And neither is Jägermeister. No. Um, so on today's episode, uh, we're going to we're gonna start off by talking about loyalty 
how loyalty affects one's ethics. Mm. So first off, Adam, do you consider yourself to be a loyal person? Are you a, are you are you loyal? Yes, absolutely. I I think I have a strong sense of loyalty to okay. individuals at least. Okay. Towards corporations, less so. Okay. Towards individuals, absolutely. Right. That's what okay. would get me in trouble. If I land in jail, it's because of my because my loyalty because your human. loyalties. Potentially. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, which is kind of... that's Don't kinda, use that against me, please. Well, well I'm going to, because that's kind of where we're headed <laughs> okay. in today's podcast. This Fun. is exactly what you were, just, you were just talking about. And and funny thing for me, I would not say that I'm a particularly loyal loyal person. I mean, Really? Yeah. Well, first off, I am divorced, so that maybe <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> as my daughter pretends nice. to not feel awkward <laughs> by that. Uh, so... But yeah, so I mean that right there. Yeah, you're divorced. It, like, you have two kids. I've got two kids now. Couldn't even stick with the first one. <laughs> had to find had to find another kid. <laughs> right. I was not loyal to my first child. Ugh. Okay, here's a funny story with her right here. The reason I only have two is because my daughter is she's such a she's so social. And even as a small child, she was so social that she like when she was interacting with you, she wanted it to be like we are having quality time mm. all day long. And so when her brother was born, I'm like, honey, this kind of this is chopping your quality time like 50 percent. You're getting cut. In f- and I, I didn't feel like I could give her more uh, quality time wage reductions. Yeah. Instant uh, friend. So, yeah. So. So. Oh, no, because she wasn't getting more quality time from her brother. Her brother's like. When he was a kid, he would stay in bed until we went into his room and invited him to come out of his bed. He could be <laughs> he could be in there awake for hours. So he wasn't oh, no. he's not a, he's not a particularly social guy. Anyways, but yeah, uh, but also I would say I mean I'm not disloyal to people. I don't okay. I, I, you I don't go out of your way. I don't go out of my way to be disloyal. But I wouldn't say that loyal. If if someone was if I was describing my character to someone else, I probably hmm. loyal would probably wouldn't go in there. Tell you who I'm a little less loyal to, knowing all that. <laughs> well, but, tell you what. But here, okay. So here's the next thing, though. Do you think loyalty is a component of being good, a good person? Uh, um, is, it, is it a virtue? Is loyalty yeah, a virtue? It's. It, I think it is to a certain point. Okay. It is to a certain point because. Uh, ooh, this is, feels like a pretty strong extreme, but <laughs> my brain immediately went to like the Manson murders, where <laughs> okay. like those women on on they're like, well, this guy told me, and I'm just loyal. It's not as yeah. if we all stood and applauded and were like, sure Good for you, sure. Like, there's a limit to the loyalty for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, that has to be balanced out by like other virtues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think generally speaking, yeah, if someone. I mean, if someone was like, oh, I'm actively disloyal, I can't. What I do is I befriend people. Uh-huh. I bring them in really close, close enough that I can stab them. And then guess what stab I do? Stab them in the back. Ooh, I stab immediately. Stab First go. At that right. point, I'd be like, oh, feels like a bad person. Right. So so again, so I'm feeling less and less uh, confident in, in uh, just throwing it out there that I don't consider myself a particularly <laughs> loyal person. Well, it's not that you're disloyal, though. Right. But there's a certain amount of loyalty. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, because loyalty builds community and i think that's part of why i have it i think there's like this notion in america that we too often are like you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps you do it all yourself no one succeeds that way spoiler alert you need everybody around you to help you out everyone always has and if you're one of those people who's like i'm a self-made individual really just means that you're kind of ungrateful right like you need other people so there has to be a certain level of loyalty somewhere it's just to what extent right exactly so just to just to look like a smarty pants, Please. there there is a there there's a philosopher who was uh, philosophizing around the time absinthe was made illegal in the United States. Oh, fun. Uh, named Josiah Royce, if I'm getting his name right, he he felt as though uh, for a lot of the same reasons you're talking about, he said that loyalty was the prime virtue. Oh, it's the main virtue. But and mm. I was like going, and, and I kind of took sounds exce- like a guy who wants to start a cult. It, it, abs- absolutely, that's that's exactly <laughs> that what I was like. thinking too. Oh, really? a, a cult or 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 like. Uh, a mafia boss. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if you just it's, swear to me, that's the best right. thing you can do. Hey, uh, now that you're in the family, I just yeah. want you to know that the ultimate virtue is loyalty. Yeah. So now go go murder my foes. Feels like you got some strong ulterior motives. Right. When that's your ultimate. Right. But yeah. But when you dig into his philosophy, his reasoning is exactly what you just said. Oh. Where it's like, so, so, I'm also starting a cult, so it's <laughs> like. Yeah. Which I get it, right? Me and totally. old Josiah, and, and I'm in. Name? I'm your first apostle. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. The, uh, but yeah, his whole thing was yeah. Society's built on trust. Trust depends on loyalty. Okay. And and if we are going to have some, if we 
everyone in the in the pla- on the planet. If you really get down to like what is what's the Oop, oh there we go there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. That absinthe is just <laughs> it doesn't get better on the second shot. <laughs> but yeah, his whole thing was if if you ask somebody what the perfect society was, it would be just a loving caring society where everyone's accepted and mm. part of that and you and his whole thing was you can't have that without loyalty so that's, so he took like what is it aristotle's like social contract or whatever something like that and uh, he just like ran with it i don't i don't know aristotle's social contract i could Tell be completely about wrong about this so okay. someone okay. someone's gonna correct me good basically just meaning we all write a social contract oh and that's like what society adheres to is this understanding okay. that we're going to operate by like certain rules okay and when people like break certain yeah. social contracts i think the rule becomes that's when like people riot but maybe that's a different philosopher at that point but whatever point being we all have like a subset of rules that we adhere to and that's what makes society work yeah whether they're said out loud or not and it sounds like he took that and he's like well that's the end all be all right 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 well yeah or at least the foundation okay I mean, yeah and again i we're talking about i i spent 12 minutes on wikipedia <laughs> dig, digging into josiah royce so nice. that's that's it but but here's the flip side stuff and i think this is where you were getting at too sure. before is this like let's say let's say you were building a, a tinder profile and okay, you were okay. and, and it's like hey hey guys i'm a foodie i'm outdoorsy and i'm disloyal why do i sound like this on tinder that's, it's how everyone sounds on tinder <laughs> so if, if you did that if, if if you said if that was one of the ways you describe yourself as disloyal as disloyal on tinder on tinder oh chances are You'd be getting a lot of left swipes. Yeah. So. Uh. That, yeah. Yeah. Potential one night stands, but a lot but, of left swipes. Yeah. For that, sure. I think. I think that. The, yeah. I think you would. It'd be a red flag. I mean, in terms of evaluating someone for a long term relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Disloyalty yeah, yeah, yeah. is probably disqualified. Sure. For that. And you. Well. Now you're not. So you're in marketing, not not so much HR. Did you do some stuff in HR? At I one did. Point? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I worked in HR for a while. Awesome. So if someone, if some, if if you ask someone. You're hiring someone. You're in the interview. Yes. And you say, what's your biggest weakness? And they were like, I'm disloyal as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you be like? Okay, and please put the rest of the donut down and show yeah. yourself out. Oh, the comedian side of me would immediately come out and be like, tell me more about you. <laughs> you are, you're, you're no longer an applicant, but you are a case study for sure. <laughs> Like, I would be fascinated by that individual. Right, right. But but we so loyalty is generally seen and I see this too. It's generally seen as a virtue. That's why I'm yeah. feeling somewhat self-conscious that I wouldn't describe myself that way. Disloyalty, I think I can say unequivocally that disloyalty is a vice. That that's not that's not a good thing. Yeah, someone actively trying to yeah, work against people who have helped them in yeah. some way. Feels weird. Yeah. Feels weird for sure. Yeah. Or just that you're going to... you're Feels like some of my exes, am I right? <laughs> it seems like true. you can't... They're all wonderful people. I, I think disloyal is also like I'm untrustworthy. I think that... Isn't that part of what is being communicated? Yeah. How do you trust someone if they're... Yeah. If... if Well, it's, it's weird for anyone to center their whole personality on any sort of like negative part, right? right? Where right. they're like, I'm a liar. Like everybody's a liar, but then, yeah. then be like... Yeah, that's okay, an identifying point. part of me. It would good be point. that much more strange. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but a fascinating case study of an individual once again. So to wrap back around to Aristotle, yes. where you got us to. So Aristotle wrote a book called uh, How do you say it? Nicomachean Ethics. Uh, bestseller. Be- uh, uh, big time before the Gutenberg Press, you just couldn't keep them in the <laughs> scroll in the scroll stores. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so in in Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics, uh, that's where we get the concept of virtue ethics. How familiar are you with the concept of virtue ethics? Uh, not explicitly by that name, at least. Okay, well, yeah, dig into it. Okay, we'll, see. well, so this is this is this is where I hate going in other behavioral uh, other behavioral ethics CPEs is when people go, well, when you really look at ethics and you look at virtue ethics versus uh, other types of you know utilitarianism. Do you know utilitarianism? Yeah, the the. Greatest good for the greatest number. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, how you, yeah, yeah. And it has its flaws. Virtue ethics yeah, is, is another construct like that, where it basically says it doesn't matter 
what you do is not the focus of virtue ethics. It's who you are is the focus of virtue ethics. But who you are is not what you do? Well, what you do is a consequence of who you are. Oh, okay. So if you're focusing on being the type of person that you're going to be, then your actions will reflect the quality of person that you are. Are you starting to feel it just a little that bit? That was that's a, that was a very absent. Uh, state I'm starting to feel it already. Just, this is the fastest I've ever felt. Is it? it? This is going to be a rough. This is going to be a rough podcast, <laughs> and my daughter's here to witness it all. The humiliation is extreme. I'm okay. Here's another thing. I'm loyal as a motherfucker to my kids, though. Mm. You can't you can't shake the loyalty that I have to these kids. I'm going to be crying by the end of this podcast because my daughter's here That's today. where we swap. I've never been divorced, but as soon as I go to the park, I treat it like just an exchange program. <laughs> I'm like, here's here's this kid. I'll stall. Give, give me yours for a week. You have mine. It's whatever. Yeah. Oh, these kids, man, I will. I'm to till the, yeah, ride or die to the grave. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they feel about them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh but yeah they well they don't get another dad so um so here's here's where aristotle's uh virtue ethics where they go too is it yes one of the fascinating things about virtue ethics is that it talks about any virtue as being a mean between two extremes okay and each of the extremes is a vice the the, the most common example of this is is courage Okay. Where you go, okay, courage is, there, there's like an- ex- The virtue. That's the virtue. Okay. And courage is, because you go, okay, what's what's the vice related to courage? What would cowardice you, is the yeah, first one that cow- comes to Cowardice, mind. absolutely. And so- uh, Oh my gosh. She is very enthusiastic with that bell. Yeah. I feel like we should have gotten her a cowbell for that. Mm. Um, but, uh, okay, so, but then- so, so yeah, what? Cowardice is the first one that comes to mind. Exactly, and that's right. So, so basically, courage is the mean. If you don't have enough courage, you're a coward. That's mm. a vice. Being a coward is a vice. If you have too much courage or whatever that is, okay, then you end up just being a a, a foolhardy jackass who's you know then mm. then you're out like picking fights with strangers at bars for no reason because it's like I don't <laughs> I don't care. And so, so courage, he would say that's that's the mean. Between these two extremes, you don't okay. want to go to either of those extremes. Interesting. And so you then, want to hit the middle, right? And then an example that I've got here on our cheat sheet. Yes. Uh, as as a, as a couple of stand up comedians, I think this hits more close to home. And this is one that he actually lists in in the uh, Nicomachean Ethics. Oh, that's is fun. is wittiness. Wittiness is like a sense of humor. You want to have a sense of humor. Yeah. But you can go you can go too far either way where you're a buffoon mm. where you're just out being just clowning around just cl- to to the extreme where everybody's like this this is a guy I don't want to be I would love someone to describe me as a buffoon as a, though at some point like that <laughs> at that point they they hated me so much they searched their dictionary to insult me and I'm right. like that's pretty cool right to get under someone's skin that bad that's pretty neat exactly but I'd re- pre- prefer I, no, someone I, I calling that. me witty. I'd prefer right. being called witty. He was a buffoon. What I, an outright buffoon I feel of like, a comedian. I'd be like, this is a great moment in my life still. I feel like if someone called you a buffoon or called me a buffoon, they'd have to smack me across the cheek with a gauntlet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a, yeah. Take off their glove. This, you, my sir. Do you sir, bite your thumb a, at me, I sir? do bite my thumb at you. I just watched that last night. Oh, really? The, the Leo Leonardo DiCaprio one. Leo Leonardo? Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo Leonardo um, okay, so, DiCaprio. So, so if a good sense of humor, wittiness is what yes. Aristotle calls it. If that's the mean, buffoonery is you've got too much of it, and just boorishness, just like being a not having any sense of humor is the opposite. So, so again, oh. it's like you want to have this mean. I believe the same thing is true with loyalty. Okay. Loyalty is this, it, you got to have this mean yeah. of loyalty where you're not so loyal that you're going to, that you're going to end up in jail for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. But you not. also don't want to be disloyal because that's, that's obviously a, a crappy, you're a bad person. Feels if weird you to have that. the vice be labeled as disloyalty though, uh-huh. because the descriptor is, it's not the virtue. Right. This ver- You know what I mean? Right. Which is stab in the backiness, St- I guess st- is what we're yeah, going for yeah. instead. Throwy, anyway. throwy under the bussiness. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's fine. So, okay, so... Then we get let's let's wrap this back around to okay. CPAs, CPAs and to, yes. to accountants, uh, like why we do these professional ethics at all. We're supposed to we're supposed to call up uh, uh, lying and stealing. 
Yeah. That's what we do. Yes. When we review financial statements, we're supposed to say, oh, something bad's going on. If we see something bad going on there, yeah. we got to call that out. I feel like you can't be loyal almost at all right? So, as an accountant. If I've learned anything from drunk ethics in these last... Last three. It is right. two shots is enough. And just second to that is that accountants need to be narcs. Yeah, that, that's right. That's that's exactly right. Is that right? We, we are, we're financial narcs is exactly. Hire me as an accountant. We've I'm halfway got a, there. there you, you, I, you just, I can barely do basic math, but other than that, but I'm halfway there. Your ethics are spot on <laughs> as a narc is what, is what it is. Because we are. And that's, and, and we talked about in, a, in another podcast, we talk about independence. Yeah, and that's the whole thing too. What loyalty versus independence mm. is in? Well, I mean, maybe that's it. We were talking about what's the what's the uh, oh, what do you call yeah, yeah, it yeah. instead of disloyal? Is it independent? Too far on the side of independence is or or but that's the thing. As an accountant, you can't get too far. You're supposed to be yeah, independent. Period. Yeah. So uh, so is it a is it a virtue or is it not a virtue to be loyal? How loyal are to your customers? You talk about that in business a lot, where it's like I want my customers to be loyal to me. That means I need to be loyal to my customer. Yeah. Is that? But we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be independent. We're supposed to narc them out if they're if they're do if their books are shitty. I I just don't want you guys to be lonely and sad, and it feels like it's headed oh, that way. We come on. <laughs> That's when when someone's writing a movie and they need a character who's lonely and sad. What occupation do they give them? It's accountant oh, or HR. Or, and I got out of HR for a reason. No, it's never HR. Those guys are giving hugs all day long. No way. They, yeah, well, I mean they're, no way. they're giving hugs and letting you cry on their shoulder oh, while you everyone, pack your desk. Oh, but everybody hates them so, so much. But no, but I actually I, they're the reverse of loyalty, right? Because HR is always the people who are like, no, we value the employees, but we all really know that they're like, how does this work well? for the company right 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 so it is the opposite of accounting of anything but but i'd say i i'd say if you're looking for someone who's lonely and isolated yes you 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 cast them as an accountant or as a librarian those are mm. kind of your two choices pretty fair your two choices in a movie so yeah so we're supposed to be independent like that and he, so here's the thing uh if you're loyal because yes. we talked about throwing people under the boat i also say if you're loyal throw you, them right under that boat if you're if you're did i say boat you sure did awesome <laughs> If <laughs> drown them and then run them just, over with a boat, that's just, as disloyal as it if comes. That, if that propeller's on, man, you're so not loyal. You couldn't even use the common turn of phrase. You had to go <laughs> further than that and throw them under a whole goddamn boat. That's crazy. <laughs> well, here's the reason why. Because my notes say, if you're loyal, you don't rock. The oh, there boat. we go. That you don't sense. rock the boat. Okay. If you're if you're loyal, that's true. Yeah. Which I I mean we've all. We've all met people like that, I feel like, who are at like a company and when everybody's complaining, if they walk in the room, you're like, but actually it's a good thing. None of us got raises this year and I'm kind of uh, yeah. glad for it, you know, right. just because you know that person's going to be like, what? How could you, how could you say that? Right. How could you say that about this company, right? Yeah. Well, and, and even like, like very topical right now, there are workers at Amazon who are trying to organize a union. Oh, yeah. And if you organize a union, you're rocking the boat. And sure. organizing the union, you are you are being painted because, I mean, you're basic, are you being loyal to your company if you're organizing a union? Loyal to your fellow man. Lo loyal to your coworkers, maybe. Yeah. But not to the company. Uh, maybe I could see it painted both ways. I could, well, I could, because it depends. Because unions can help companies in a lot of ways as well. That depends sound, on how you want to define. That sounds like a bleeding success. heart liberal to me. Is what that sounds <laughs> sounds like. But there's just there's a few people who are listening to us who just like shut off real quick. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, 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 like, no one should hear this. I don't need a behavioral ethics credit this bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kylie, is that four? That's a lot. It's still. Okay, the so fastest I've ever felt in alcohol. A couple of things, um, Adam. A couple yes. of things. First off, yeah. Number one, hit me. And now I've forgotten. First off, we, uh, last time, yes. To, uh, how, like how how bad did you get drunk last time? I got too drunk last time. What happened last honest. time to okay. you? Okay, I already told Greg this, but I wanted to tell the listeners because I we you should know we record this at like. Uh, 10 30 a.m a.m it's a horrible decision it really to get that drunk by 11 30 a.m for yeah. sure and so and then i go home to my two kids and the way my wife has agreed to this is she's like okay but as soon as you walk through that door 
you're a full functioning adult, which I'm like, I'll give my best shot. And we went to the park when I came home last time and I fell asleep like immediately while we were at all the at park. the park. At the park. And my wife didn't even bother waking me up. So I woke up two hours later <laughs> in a public park, sunburned, <laughs> drunk. And I was like, this is a real low moment. If this is such a cliche of right. a character right. in a movie, like if someone wrote this in the movie, they'd be like, people don't actually do this though. And people right. would be like, Adam Brown, unfortunately. Unfortunately, does. I know one graduate guy of Brigham who Young University. That. Yeah. Great story. Uh, so too drunk. So uh, if you're loyal, you don't rock the boat. But are CPAs supposed to rock the boat? Easy question. That's a layup. Yeah. Even even four shots. Of you after. rock that. Yeah. Boat. We're supposed. Listen, listener. You're supposed to rock the damn boat. So yeah. rock that. Rock that boat. Um, here's the thing. Personal story of mine. My old boss. So when I. So I. I'm a CPA. I spent one year. At a CPA firm, I got hired away by the company that I still work for. The guy who hired me away from the CPA firm, he stole $605,000 from the company. $605,000? We were able to get a, a large portion of that back. I think what we actually had to write off, it, well, plus accrued interest. When you had accrued interest on that, it was like 700, $780,000, something like My that. My goodness. So, yeah. What a talented man. So he in the wrong area. But he this guy, he was he talked about loyalty all the damn time. Well, of course he did. Loyal it was like we just it was mentioned like, cults. He our, was trying to do one in the company. Yeah, he was like, Do you have my back or do you not have my back? It was, it was like, well, I I but I have to I have to make sure that the stakeholders know what's what I'm seeing that you're doing because and there because should have been a few people who were just like I've got your back but to what yeah. amount and now now I'm to sure make to make it clear because there's going to be a lot of accounts who are like he stole six hundred five thousand dollars and you didn't just throw him in jail here's oh, yeah, that's what a good point. he through the CPA firm that I used to work for they okayed this he had it he had it uh, in the books as a loan. So it was a it, hmm. it was he took a six hundred and five thousand dollar loan over the course of about a decade and had not paid even a penny toward interest or principal. That's over a, that that's what I'm talking. And that's there, a pretty good loan. And there was no there was no loan document either. So there was no there was no legal document. Mm. There was no repayment of this that loan. That is a quality but loan. It was booked as a loan. So what it, company was this? I would the, also like to take a loan out. Right. At this exactly. Point. That sounds pretty nice. So um so he was hardcore about loyalty. Abs- and, of course he was. And it and it was one of those things where I was going, okay, I'm making sure as the accountant for this company now, I'm making sure that the member managers of this LLC understand what's happening with you and this loan and what and that it's been incre- and they they like and and just over the course of time they ended up were like, yeah, we can't. Well, it was weird too. Just full disclosure on this whole thing. He he was also in his 60s. When I got hired by the mm. company, and he was making like hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year oh. from the company, and they were like, "If we fire him, there's no way he can get another job. If he's not repaying it when he's making hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollars, if we sure. fire him, there's no we way he's gonna more. he's gonna be able to replay it as a Walmart greeter." <laughs> so. Sad. So he had he had frauded himself into job security oh. because they were like the only way he can repay this loan to us is if we keep him on the payroll, <laughs> oh, making great. what he's making right now. So what a bunch and, of bleeding hearts, yeah, you guys. But were. they but they knew about and the crazy thing was they they didn't the other the other weird thing just in terms of intercompany dynamics they they wouldn't fire him about the loan because the managing members like the managers of the LLC the people yeah. who because we have members and then you have managing members who are like kind of in charge they were embarrassed that he was able to take all this money from oh, the company. They so took it they, personal. If they fired him, they'd be like, well, people are going to start asking questions if we fire him. What? And they, and they didn't want to they didn't want to lose face in front of the other members. What a weird so concern. It was the weirdest, like, the, the interpersonal and company dynamics involved in that whole thing were bizarre. But wow. the baseline, this guy was hardcore. He was like, do you have my back? And I, and I was like, I have to tell you I do. But at the same time, I got to make sure that I get this stuff out there because it was the right thing to do. You I had, had to rock the boat. I had to rock the damn boat. Hey, an People, accountant's role is to be both be the waves, but help, help the boat make it through the storm that's my inspirational quote for this it's felt terrible saying it dude that was like very good that was awesome that good can you say it again the accountant's role is to not only create the waves but help the boat help the boat make it through that's, the storm that's really good thanks that's man. quality you guys if, if this sounds really cheesy to you take five <laughs> shots of absinthe we're only for it are we how many have we done we're only four no <laughs> 
Please. Okay, so this is why it's good that we have notes because my brain is not working well anymore. Um, People can use loyalty to coerce other people into colluding with them in in their unethical behavior. Which is what it felt like that guy was trying to do clearly, right? Because he was like, do you have my back to the degree of $605,000 is basically what he was asking. Exactly, and I was like, well, I'm not going to call for your resignation, but I might eventually, and I actually ended up doing that which i'll tell you what that was a that was an action that i took because i this guy hired me Mm. and i and finally i got to the point and it wasn't just his loan his loan was part of it but he also was just massively overspending our budget every year at the company and i'm the cpa i'm this was the ceo this was the c basically dude that's your main job bro yeah Overspend? No, thank you. And he was way overspending. And I was like, dude, we overspent. Last year, we overspent by $165,000, plus you spent $400,000 on a a capital improvement project uh, at at our company. So... Between both of those, we don't have the money to do this. And and what? How, tell me how. Let's start working at ways where we can rein in the spending. He didn't want to hear any of my ideas of Dang. how we could like rein in the spending. He hired and, you, which meant when he interviewed you. I mean, you mentioned that you're not necessarily a very loyal person, but he saw something in you that was like, "This guy will lie for me." That's what that <laughs> means, Craig. Right. Something in your interview told him. Right. So. I, this, this is, is five. This is the first time I've been like, oh, please, dear God, not another one. This is same, same. This mm. is the only time that I'm like, I'm mm. going, I'm going to hurt myself. By yeah. So one. that was shot five. That was all absinthe. We did, like we said, we both didn't just absinthe. We have Jägermeister. If we need to back it down, here's the thing: absinthe is the liquor that like poets, uh, that poets drink. Poets and artists drink absinthe. Um, frat boys who have flunked out of poetry and art school, <laughs> they drink Jägermeister. Yeah. So those are the two Your summer sales bros. To, that is yeah. true. We've got, yeah. and what would, and the virtue between the two of these would be Sparkle Donkey. I still miss it. I, I do. That was the best. If, if we, if, if we do more of these and we do get a sponsor, if it's Sparkle Donkey, that will make me the, ha- it's never oh, going to happen. It was but so great. I'm just saying that's the best. I'd sleep at all the public parks if I could just be drunk on Sparkle Donkey um, for it. Okay. Here's another thing. We got to keep going. We got to keep tackling this these this content trains um, moving woo woo let's so, do this so people can use loyalty to coerce other people into joining them in their unethical behavior frequently they do but also if we both if we both do something unethical together ooh that can create loyalty oh between us yeah cuz let's say we rob we rob a bank let's do it and we and we murder the third guy in our in our team, who I have helped hesitancies us. about that part. But just say, just, I mean, it's just a thought experiment. Sure. If we do that, you and me are going to be pretty loyal to each other. Yeah. Because if either of us narks either of us out, we both go to jail forever. I've or, seen Goodfellas. I know how it works. Yeah. There you go. So there. So so lo- so here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Loyalty is seen as a virtue. Sure. But loyalty can easily either be the result of unethical behavior or it can be the cause of unethical behavior. Mm. So so ask yourself this, is loyalty really a virtue? Uh it feels like we're in the same spot. It's the right amount of it cuz yeah. too far along the okay. spectrum and What's so, the extreme of loyalty? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get all like like preachy, and you're like, actually, we already answered this question <laughs> at shot three. Yeah, we've been there. So uh, an interesting uh, interview that I heard, this was a long time ago, on a sure. podcast that no longer exists called- Oh, that's too bad. Oh, what, what was it called? I can't even remember what it was called. It was with a dude named Chris Marquette. Who who was the host of the, Chris the podcast? Marquette. Interesting fact about Chris Marquette: the market it, of Marquette ideas he, is the name of the podcast. He would he would he, he didn't understand that he was on the mic even when he wasn't talking. Oh, and he had all these weird like <clears throat> <clears throat> he'd do that all the time when he wasn't speaking. Oh, that's it, funny. It was very distracting. Anyways, I don't know what I do when I get drunk, but I'm sure that there's something I do that fills the time. You use a lot more conjunctions than are needed. Did you know that? I did Isn't not that know that. It's a lot of Oh. And, uh, or, and, and, and it's very exciting now, to And me. you just made me very self-conscious. No, don't be. It's endearing. Chris Marquette. Yeah. Uh, it was called Fraud Talk. That oh. just came back to me. The Marketplace of Marquette Ideas. Use he, that in the future, Chris Marquette. 
he had a guest on his show who he interviewed. Okay. This guest was the district attorney of Northern California. Okay. Who were, his, part of his job was investigating white collar crime, embezzlement, those sorts of things. Oh, Northern California, like San Francisco, is that what like, we're talking about? I think San Francisco to Redding is where we're oh, talking about. Oh, that's like that's kind of, that's close to where I'm from. So now is I'm it, excited. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Medford, Oregon. Oh, okay. So, so that, Southern Oregon, but the Northern great state Calif- of Jefferson. Shout out to everybody who lives there. Awesome. Uh, so you're yes. like, I'm from California by which I'm from Northern California, by which I mean, <laughs> no, <Oregon>. it is <laughs> state of Jefferson. People listening will know. I don't know what that means. So, okay. Uh, so here's the thing. His, his recommend this district attorney, like yes. legit. He was like, one of the best things you can do for your company is make sure that everyone in the accounting department just f- hates each other oh whoa he's like he's like team building forget team building you need to make like animosity building you need to make these you need to you need to instill just just vile hatred Ah. among your team because you watched hunger games use that as the jumping off point for your next company activity for this specific division because his idea was if these people don't if they hate each other they don't trust each other if they hate each other they're not loyal to each other Mm. and if they're not loyal to each other, they're gonna narc each other out yeah, if they're doing they're like, some bad shit. Greg, where'd that five cents go, Greg? It was five cents to you, but it's ethical behavior to me. Where'd that five cents go? And Greg? there's no materiality threshold for fraud. That's I fun. had to throw oh. that in. For, that was for the accountants. Know what I'm talking Dude, about? Dude, I love that being drunk doesn't ruin you of business jargon. That's and, a fun. <laughs> that's a fun side effect. Uh, so I think that was the end of my story about the DA from Northern California. Here's cool. Here's the how much I don't even know how much time we. This is we're how bad at five. This is, oh, shots. five shots. So we're about forty minutes in. I'm gonna say we've got one in completely other topic. We got a, a another topic we need to get into. We're humans, not even done with loyalty yet. But here, humans have been trying to create time travel for centuries, and yet alcohol exists. Absinthe. And I want to say absinthe. Absinthe. According to that timer that I just you. saw, it's been like two minutes since our last shot. Five minutes since our last shot. Uh, and it has been 10,000 years since our last shot That's in my right. brain. Time travel exists already, it and it is named Absinthe. It does. I am so sorry, Kylie, that you had to see me like this. Here's the here's the solution to the loyal... Here's the lo- here's Solve the, my problems, Greg. The, the solution to the problem of the loyalty conundrum is this. It's transparency again. We uh, talked about transparency we before. Did. Transparency is the solution to the loyalty conundrum. Get here, visible. Be- here is why. Get Go visible. On. Here's why. Yeah. You can come in. So if I'm in if I'm in this interview, uh-huh. I say, listen, interviewer, I am fiercely loyal, but I am also fiercely ethical. Oh. And I demand both of those in return oh. from the company that I work for. That's Sasha right? Fierce. How I would you it. no, but seriously, as an HR guy, how would you feel if somebody came in hot like that to an interview? If I'm, someone used the word fierce that many times, I would be terrified for my life. Would I you would be like there's oh. there's a little too much going on? Okay. <laughs> but but here's but here's the thing. Lo- I'm gonna say this. The Lo- hardest thing to find in an interview is someone who's just a normal functioning human being. As weird as that might sound, <laughs> really? honestly, that's the majority of interviewing. It's just like, can you just hold a basic conversation without like my vi- like yeah. those vibes going off? And that's like that's most HR. You're normal. You're hired. That's so much of it. Wow. That's good. We're oh, gonna do. We an, haven't even poured. The oh, we next, haven't. Are We're you gonna doing do absinthe an, again, or are you doing Jaeger? Yeah, I'll keep with absinthe. Okay, We're gonna do too. an HR I've, podcast at some time, and it's that, gonna be super dude, fun as well. Drunk HR, that would be such a fun. I'm gonna cheers you with this one, just because hey, that's how gone it's fun. I am. It's green. It, I like it's, it. It's a weird green. Mm. It, that's six. It's the only alcohol that tastes worse. Right, the other Each ones that time. we've had, we've been like, oh, this is this gets easier to drink the further you get. It feels like it's mad at me. It feels like it's like, how did I not kill this guy already? And it's actively trying to more with each shot. Right. I, well, you know, do you know who's? I, I I believe that Vincent Van Gogh is associated closely with uh, the uh, the absinthe spirit. Oh, for real? Yeah. And I'm gonna and go paint some shit things, after this. Well, I'm just saying things didn't go good with Vincent Van Gogh. So well, that's loyalty. True. If loyalty requires reciprocal loyalty, mm. does that make sense? R e c p i o. How do you spell reciprocal? Right, it's, right here, it's right here. R e c i p r o c l a l. That's what it means to me. That's right. R e c. 
I can't do this Because twice. if you're not loyal to, listen, if you're not loyal to me. Reciprocal just a little bit. If, yeah. If you're not loyal to me, if you, you know I am, if you, if you, but I know I know you are. But let's yeah. say Don't again, question thought it. experiment. Use if, a different person. If okay, if okay, don't use your daughter. If you Frank, that your daughter. Oh, and listen, if it. Zach Frank is not Zach's, loyal, oh. Zach Frank, the producer of the show. I hope he's not. He's going to edit this to make it sound like such two f- idiots, and I love that. <laughs> I hope you're not loyal to us. If he's not loyal to me, I don't have. Then that frees me from my responsibility to be. Re- uh, loyal to him, yeah, right. Yes. If you if you stab me in the back, then it's I'll stabbing. stab you in the front. It's <laughs> exactly that's how loyalty works, Jesus right? Christ, this but started listen, off as a fun thought experiment. Listen, I turned it no, into a real threat. I'm you so got sorry, we got to cover the content. Please do, despite the absence. With uh, can you is, the does absence your, of content? Does your <laughs> Does your mouth feel tingly? Oh, so tingly. Good. Okay, I just want to make sure it was both My of us. tongue is dancing so, on its own. So, and if it's you, the salsa. But listen, uh, so if you're not loyal to me, then, <laughs> then I don't have to be loyal to you. But we are loyal to but each you, other. Okay, if Zach's not loyal to me, I don't have to be loyal to Back Zach. to Zach. And if Zach's unethical, mm. I, can, I can make a contract, a social contract with Aristotle, Zach that says, shout out, bro. if you're... If you if you want me to be unethical, yeah. if you're unethical, that breaks the, you. The only way you're loyal to me is if you're ethical. You got to be ethical, otherwise you're breaking my loyalty. You have got what, to be ethical, or you're breaking my loyalty. I'm I'm loyal to you, and if you're unethical, you're not being loyal to me by your 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 fucking unethicality. I encourage every accountant to do what Greg just did and poke. Try to at least virtually, but ideally physically, poke your coworkers in the chest and say, "If you're not loyal to me." That I'm not, but only with ethicality, and I think it'll go over great. It'll go good, and you'll definitely not be fired. If you listen, my this is HR what I, experience says that you won't be brought into HR in the this, slightest. This is what I have written on the paper. Is this is like if yeah. it's this is a, this is the scene in the movie that's really good. Like, what guidance did you, sober Greg give us? If Speak you <laughs> right, because sober Greg wrote the the notes. If you ever expect me to be unethical, you're breaking your loyalty your loyalty to me and if you break your loyalty to me i will burn your house to the <laughs> ground oh but then i but then i struck that through oh that's fair so the burn your house to the ground and said then i uh, i will break my loyalty to you feels very batman like if you expect me to be unethical you are breaking your loyalty to me and if you break your loyalty to me i will burn your house to the <laughs> break my loyalty to Can you, you- I will avenge my parents. So, um... I will do it. I'm sweating. Are you? Absinthe makes me sweat. Mm. So, I think that's the end of our topic. Of, according to my cheat sheet... This isn't the end. This is the beginning you, of ethics. This is this is a path that we've all gone down, and we've all walked path, down this path of ethics. Within four simple podcasts, you went from a horrible human being to the wonderful ethical person that you are today. Isn't that wonderful? Ba- Think about it. You you binged all these in four hours, and four hours ago, if we would have asked you, do you want to steal from your company, you would have been like, that was my primary goal. But now, now look at you. You're so grown up. You're so much ethical. You're a fucking narc. We're I'll so, give you, that's for sure. We're so, still, we're so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, so proud accountants. Of hey, go count something, but, but count something for yourself, you know? Don't count. Don't use basic math for someone else. Do it for you. You know, and your job is to create the waves and also to help that boat get through the storm. Now, here's the next thing we need to talk about on the have, lake of business. You're, on, go ahead. On the so, what are you gonna say? Here, the other thing people didn't understand this from the top from the title of this episode. Yeah, because the title was title the it had something to do with it was um, we said some loyalty. About it was loyalty. We were, we were unethical because we have drinking no Jaeger. We haven't. Well, well let's do that for. Oh, we already poured our seventh shot. Is it, are we six shots in? But we've already poured our seventh. Don't know. Just you a dash. Have, no, not yet. No, just don't, a dash no, of Jaeger. No, I Jaeger. will not allow you to put a little <laughs> bit of Jaeger in your absinthe. Mm. Um, so the the title of this podcast is I loyalty. am loyal to no man. I will do it. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I'm loyal to you, and I will not let you do that. Bummer. The title of this episode is loyalty stories, Jaegermeister and absinthe. And oh, probably people yeah, are like, oh, what the story. fuck does stories have to do with ethics? Let me tell you what stories have to do with that. First off. Um, you, you're an MBA. I'm an MBA, correct? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, and what's up? MBA, MBA for life. So when we took our MBA, when, and even before that, we'd all known about mission, mission, 
vision and values. Yes. Right? Those are like big time. Plus, we're from Utah. That's we're true. from the land of Stephen Covey, which for some reason oh, I feel goodness. like ugh. It's that's that's all Stephen Covey. Uh, he's the cloud that surrounds whole business here in Utah. Yeah. Which is great. He's great. He, I love him. Yeah, he is. He's cool. I love his principles. Um, but here's the thing. Um when, what do you think specifically? When uh, do you think those ideas are are just business bullshit, or do you think that they're legit important? When it comes to core values in a company, you're saying, yeah, yeah. I think say- it depends on the company for sure, because there's some companies live by it. I was fired once by a company that said that they are family. Let's be honest, I would never fire my family. Oh. I would just find a different place. They for them. were so unloyal to you. They were very disloyal. And they were they- disloyal. They actively fired me for terrible reasons, which I oh. cannot talk about because because uh, that's, that's maybe too much actually. Yeah, oh, <laughs> let's oh, no. go on. Let's yeah. move on. Don't Google at. Adam Brown now to see what company. Don't look at his LinkedIn. Oh, that's true. I didn't specify which company, so you didn't. I think I'm safe. Okay, good. So, um, are they legit or are they? Yeah, it depends yeah, on the company, are they legit right? Or, oh. oh my God, please, yeah, Kylie. Yeah, we both hate everything. Terrible daughter mm. making us do this. Mm. I think it was a lapse in my uh, judgment to to think absinthe was the right idea. You know that for moment this? in Harry Potter where Voldemort or Dumbledore is like, "No, don't make me drink it, Harry." And Harry keeps feeding him the water. Do you know that part, Kylie? Bummer, because mm. you're Harry in that that's situation. Not, that's not a scene from the movie. It is. It's number six. No. Okay. So, okay. Six. So you think, so it depends on the company. Yes. Depends have, on the company. Depends on the values. Some okay. of them are absolute bullshit. Okay. And here's my thing. I Here's here's my 100% take on, on core values. <laughs> yeah. Forget mission. Forget vision. Let's talk about core values. Get out values. of here, mission core, vision. They can be legit. Sure. But here's the only re- only way that you're, if you say your company has core values, the only way those core values are legit if you've got a story where you oh. sacrifice something, where you risk and sacrifice something to maintain that core value. Sure. If you don't As have that story, it, then that's not a core value. Yeah. If you're oh. If your core value is family, but then you fired anybody then, who's around, then who cares? Yeah. Who cares about that? You yeah. gotta have an example that shows that your family. Yeah, right? yeah. Show me show me how you lost some money yeah. to maintain your core value. Show me how you invited me to Thanksgiving and I made a mess of it and yet you invited me back the next year. And then hu- family is your core value. That's exactly right. I love this this guy. Yeah, dude. Can I tell you, listener, this guy was he's been And I love Thanksgiving. He's Mashed been potatoes, so, like re, we do a lot of comedy together. This guy, he's he's been a. I was lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I found you, man. Um, okay, so I think it is a mild mild hallucinogenic. Are you seeing? Are you? I'm not s- seeing anything yet, but I feel suspicious. I know. Well, my daughter's neck is turning into a snake. That's okay. That's, <laughs> that's how she was born. I don't know if you remember that. So when when they were pulling you out C-section, your neck was. Disturbingly long, then too. Donate so, to n- Snake Neck. As we need to find a cure for, for Snake Neck in this in this country. Mm-hmm. Donate, mm-hmm. donate today. Donate today. So, um, so there's an HBR article. It may or may not be in the show notes for this podcast because I don't know if there are show notes for this podcast. There's an HBR article where some guy who I guess is an HBR guy talks about uh, core va- uh, co- talks about values. Yes, and he says there's different kinds of values. Yes, there's core values. Sure, there's aspirational values. Okay, and there's permission to play values. Let me explain. The hell does that mean? Core values. They're in your core. They're right in your gut. They're in your abdomen. You can feel them. They're necessary for a company. Let's move on. What's the next right. one? And they guide all of a company's actions. That's a core value. Aspirational. You want to be it. You're not there yet, yeah. but you're working it's towards like it. I, you I, can do it, buddy. We love you and accept you for who you are, but we prefer the person you could be. Yeah. I wish this was a value. Yeah. That's an aspirational value. Now, permission to play value. The that's an fuck? interesting one. Permission to play value. That's one of the things. It's like this is the minimum standard uh, behavior, minimum <laughs> minimum standard of behavior and social interaction that you have to maintain for us to not to fire your ass. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's very. But that's fun. also a value because it's like sure. if you if you pull your pants but a down, bare minimum. If you pull your pants down in the break room, I would not. Gotcha. So that's permission to play values. So, sure. but, but that was just fun to talk about. Permission to play. That's that's actually very fun. I like that because that yeah. could be someone like you interviewing and being like, I'm not a very loyal person. And I'd be like, to what degree is an accountant? And you're like, I'm going to sell your ass down a river if you do any sort of fraudulent activity. And I'm like, well, f- that's exactly what I want an accountant. 
bring it in bring it and in. you'd be like a core value of mine is to not have too much physical touch with my employer because that creates this awkward is... circumstances and i'd be like you passed round two so let's hire you right that's on. what i would do so you so i passed your core value and your permission to play value absolutely exactly you can play bro all values are aspirational values unless you have a story to back them up a story where you where you for you forwent you foregoed forwent you forwent yeah money oh to maintain that value that's a core value for dollar, your dollar company dollar bills y'all now here's the thing yes with with CPAs and CPA firms CPA they always are like a core value of ours is that we will we will uphold the highest level of it, ethics and integrity in the job that we do that's did you know that I didn't know that's, that that's true uh, if you and really most companies will have some kind of like lip service to ethics to ethics in their in their shit that makes sense i yeah. feel like that's most mba programs where yeah. they're like hey we're super ethical part of that feels suspicious where it's like you wouldn't have to specify how ethical you are constantly right. if people didn't suspect you of not being ethical which feels like maybe there's some weirdness there. yeah but, kind of a thou dost but protest guess, too much it, oh great but i guess that is that is the case for accountants because the thing that i don't envy from you guys is that man do you guys have so much of a burden upon you because you're the final checkpoint right so you got to be ethical more than anybody else because you got to check everybody else's work kudos to you guys I'll be honest, I have never respected an accountant in my life besides Greg. And oh. I still don't respect him because of his accounting abilities. But now, <laughs> what this podcast has taught me, this is what it has taught me, is I met a lot of people in my MBA who would ask questions and I would be like, oh my gosh, you, oh, someone's going to work for you eventually? What oh. a terrible person you are. Yeah. And now I'm going to pray nightly. If I did that, uh, that the accountants would double check their work because you guys are sincerely the last check towards ethical behavior for so many CEOs who 12% of which are psychopaths and the extra 88% are just hiding their tendencies well. So go out there and be ethical, ethic, eth ethic it up, man. And that's ethic. do that, one ethic today. And that was what felt like should have been the end of the podcast. <laughs> Keep but going. I don't not. care. That was Adam going on a going just on a. It on felt a like I was box. preparing people for battle. Men, there are unethical people on our front <laughs> front line. There are men who will look into the whites of your eyes, and will they have, will they place their budgets on the wrong line? They will. And if and you we'll find wait. yourself riding through fields of fields of wheat, you have found yourself in Valhalla. Will they look at their uh, goods and will they falsify the records thereof of the cost they shall based on a handshake and a deal but will you keep them from it yes yes you shall go forth and be ethical so here's the thing yeah if you don't have a story earth, so so basically what i'm going for is this. i'm it's, so far out of it so much farther out of it than your I've wife been on is any gonna be single episode of this your wife is gonna be so mad at me i today. ate an old biscuit for nothing before this podcast no think of where you nothing been, to the listener but everything to you he, he ate a biscuit to make sure there was some carbs in his tummy before he ate all, drank all this booze Ugh. and just think where you'd be if it weren't for that biscuit which was homemade i made that myself so you're welcome. That was made with love. Now so we got we got to wrap this up because we are not in a good position right now. You if you if you think you have a core value and you can't back it up with a story, it's not a core value. But don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't do don't it. despair. No way. Because there are ways for you to create stories to back up your these things that are aspirational to to turn an aspirational value into a core value. Yeah, Here's the there's thing. A way. I'm going to just list list a few of them. First off, Number if one. Eth if ethics is a core value of yours, fire a, a client that you think has bad ethics that you think is a, a like Get a, them out of here. If they're sketchy, why are you doing business with them? Yeah. Get rid of them. And then essential and oils, get it out of here. And they're like sketchy. My company that I work for, the CPA firm, they yeah. knew we were sketchy as shit whoa they, they knew that my boss was doing the shit that he was doing oh not the one you currently work for the previous one well the he it's the company i work for but it was the old boss I'm, I'm the boss now oh nice is what happened hell yeah and you're ethical as shit you do a whole right, podcast and i'm about just it. loyal as fuck because i threw because i 
got you rid threw? of him. But Ooh, but cheers. that's the thing. Great. I needed Good to job. I needed to rock the boat. I've got one shot of Jaegermeister that I've, oh, I have to, keep to do to keep on principle because of the no, you don't get no. I'm I'm okay, you're grown. Oh no, he drank it out of the bottle. Mm. Who's ethical now? He's grown. We're done. That we're is done. Take worse. this away. Kylie, your job now is to take all of this away. Because we that's how we're being ethical. Sit down. Adam, sit down. Did I just I just unplugged you? I turn into a nymph when I get drunk. I start like tiptoeing everywhere. Yeah. And holding my you're hands like Mr. Tumnus. Listen, so fire fire a sketchy client. If my CPA firm get him fired, out of here. if they'd fire my client and then they told everybody, hey, why'd we get rid of that hundred thousand dollar a year client? And they said because we thought they were sketchy, that would have been a great way for them to do, to create a a, a, a culture of ethics and how to back up their core value that ethics are important to me. Here's another one. Back it up now. If you have a vendor, if yes. you're in industry, if you're a CPA in industry. you got a vendor. Imagine it. You've got a vendor who's who's like a brother yes. or a sister oh, yeah. or a dad. Someone a close, you kiss on the cheek and it's not awkward. A close never on the mouth because that's incest. You need to... We need to fire them. Get them out of here. Because that's a way where fraud can happen. And then they're like, why oh, did you yeah. Why'd you fire your dad? And then you go, because listen, that's how important ethics are to us as a company. I fired my mother. That's what, that's, you just created a story. Also make your accountants Ooh. hate you as a person. And then you can keep your dad on the payroll. And you could just make people hate you. That's another option we learned earlier, I think. Disregard what he just said. He gets drunker than I do. It's the true. The other one, listen, so the last drunker. one, I think I feel like that sort of relates to something we talked about earlier. I feel earlier. like I could bench press you right now. That's the, where my confidence level the, is at. If I held you in my I, arms like a baby, I could lift you the, and bench press you. The third way to create a is story is this. Listen, is if you work in a CPA firm, which you likely do. Don't require your staff to work to to do sixty billable hours. No one needs in that in one life. week. No. What are you doing? Stop it. Because we in another. Do you remember when we talked about ego depletion? Adam I remember Brown? everything about that. Yeah, because if you cause them, you're gonna. If you make somebody do sixty billable hours a week, they got to make so many decisions, and at the end of it, they're going to be questioning themselves so much, or they're just going to be passing it off and being like. If I care. Yeah, and th they're not going to have the self-control to make ethical decisions if you're working them that And then if people are going, like, why did you reduce the number of required billable hours per week during busy season? Because I'm you ethical. That's right. And then guess what? You just created a story. You just... You a just, story because I'm ethical. You just forwent money for ethics. Because I'm you just, ethical. That's how you create a core value. Am I too aggressive when I'm drunk? I think it's, I think it's balanced out by my R and B speaking it speakover. Is. Which, let's be honest, oh my God, we just we, went full loop. The virtue of all things is found in the center, and so when you've got me doing R and B lyrics and over the top of Greg's, going, you gotta be you gotta aggressive figure pointing story This is where the virtue is found, and the virtue is found in ethics. What an interesting path that accountants have to lead this is the new ending that accountants have to lead and that they have to be well in some ways potentially the most ethical person because corporations are supposed to here's the only thing that keeps capitalism alive is capitalism don't give a fuck about what people are doing but but the ethics of accountants will allow them to be able to compete in a world uh that is trying to find profits without Exposing them to unethical treatment, I think, or their either their employees or their practices or whatever it is. Man, yeah. it is so hard to make a point We're, when you're so no, drunk you that made you it. drink Jägermeister out of the bottle. You made it. Listen, Thanks, man. Accountants? I do have a newfound respect for accountants. Every accountant that I meet, I'm going to be like, dude, I know that you have the responsibility to be a narc in your real life and I respect and it. And that sucks. And it's great. And that's really hard. And I'm glad that I can meet you outside of your business. And I'm never going to do business with you because I don't want to be more and more stressor on your life. That's okay. what I'm going to say. I don't know if that ended exactly how I wanted it to, but it was pretty damn close. Guys. I don't know, is, but I feel like dancing. 
Yeah, well, you always do when you're drunk because yeah, you, you're a dancing drunk. There's it's angry so drunks. Strange. There's angry drunks. There's sad drunks. And there's dancing drunks. And you're a dancing drunk. Everybody, I'm Greg Kite. Thank you so much for he being here is for this. Greg Kite. And I, though I'm loyal to him, I will say he's Greg Kite. And, but if he steps a toe out of that unethical um, behavior, I'll stop him. And I'm loyal to Adam Browd. He's the co And we're loyal to you, but not as much because you're faceless. Drunk ethics. Seven shots! <laughs> Real integrity is doing the right thing, knowing that nobody is going to know not a goddamn person is going to know whether you did the right thing or whether you did not do the right thing. A life lived with integrity, even if it lacks the trappings of fame and fortune, is a shining star in whose light others may follow in the years to come. Nobody knows that you did the right Greg, where was you? But you still f***ing did it! You're a good person!